Hey there, this is Pastor John Ware, lead pastor of Lifehouse Newport News, a church that exists to help all people experience life change through Christ. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast. We hope it inspires you and gives you perspective to see how God is moving in your life. Now let's get to today's episode. Well, good morning, Lifehouse family. How's everyone feeling today? So good to see you here today. Want to first off welcome all of our first, second, and third time guests. One more time, Lifehouse fam. Can we just show them our love? We're honored that you're here. Make sure before you walk out today, you, you, you get your first time gift. We just want to give you a bag full of good stuff. So you can grab that out at the Next Steps booth outside as you walk out today. We are honored that you are here with us. Secondly, want to welcome back some of our ladies that went to a retreat. Uh, this weekend, I'm glad y'all are happy and left y'all's poor, helpless husbands back at the house with your kids. Um, so I know me, Satan was active, I'll tell you that. Satan was active, like literally. Kristen left. Jackson, we get a call. Come pick up Jackson from school. Okay, pick him up, take him to the doctor. He has strep. Okay? Um, right after that, like a few hours after that, my youngest Dallas is getting out of his car seat he trips and literally falls head like forehead first onto the concrete so if you see this big gaping wound like on my son it's not it's it's because Satan was active when Kristen was gone so now I have to be compassionate and caring and instead of saying suck it up need to make say do you have a concussion <laughs> you know um, but man it seems like but but they survived all my kids are alive Barely, but we made it. But, man, it seems like those, y'all lived it up. I mean, they were in like a $3.2 million house or something like that. And I'm like, I want a man's retreat. When's our turn? You know what I'm saying? I know, right? And then, um, you know, uh, but, I mean, they're already talking about next year. Like, next year we're doing this a yearly thing. So, look, if you missed out, ladies, we want you next year. You want to be there. I can tell. You probably got 35, 40 women that would tell, tell, tell you you need to get there. It looks like it was life-changing, and we're glad for them. Also, hey, First Friday is this coming Friday. First Friday is a laid-back dinner party that we do for first, second, third-time guests, but, 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 but also anybody new. So if you've been coming here for a couple weeks, uh, months, uh, we couldn't say years because we've only been going for just over a year. So if you've been coming though since the beginning and you've never come and you've never attended a first Friday, we want to invite you this coming Friday. It's from 6.30 to 8.30. You can sign up by simply doing this by sending a text, 757-755-4759. Just say, hey, I would like to come to first Friday. We like to keep it small, intimate. Um, and, and just so here's the deal. We can get to know you because we believe church isn't a something that you just come to on Sunday. It's a family that you become a part of. And so, and we want to get to know you. So if you haven't done that yet, hey, and, and you're like, I don't, I, don't, I don't like people. You know how I just don't like people, you know. It's like, look, I promise we're not going to, to force you to like, to stand up and to say your name, your favorite cereal and stuff like that. All right, this is going to be laid back and chilled out. You just come and hang out with myself, wifey, and some other leaders in our church. It's a really fun, fun time. So if you want to come to that, I would love to invite you to come and join out for that. You can sign up, like I said, on that text message. One more thing. I'm starting a sermon series next week called, huh? Turn to someone and say, huh? 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 Because the bottom line is, is this. Jesus said some confusing stuff. Like, you know, we always focus on Jesus is like, love your neighbor as yourself. And everyone's like, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. But not many people really dive into some of the kind of confusing words that Jesus said, um, but that had powerful implications and purposes for us. So we're going to do a sermon series starting next Sunday that's going to dive into some of the most confusing things that Jesus said. And we're going to, well, that's our first reaction is, huh? But then we're going to see what got what Jesus was actually saying to us. All right, so. Make sure you bring someone out next week. So, hey, look, we're continuing and finalizing a series today called Get Ready, where we've been looking at things in your life, not if you encounter them, but when you encounter them. And the first thing we talked about is it. It happens. Forrest Gump said it best. He said it happens, right? I did what, whatever happens in your life, it is going to happen. Whatever your it is, so you need to be ready to handle it. Last week we talked about difficult people. You need to get ready for difficult people. Did that message last week help anybody? Uh, about dealing with difficult people. If you were not 
here last week. You can go on the podcast, whether on SoundCloud, iTunes, and you can pick that up there where, where we just talked about ways to help you get ready for difficult people. And today we're finishing this series talking about getting ready for feelings. Ooh, those feelings that we have. Feelings come from all over the place, don't, don't they? Feelings of anger, rage, malice, hatred, love, joy, compassion, anxiety, depression. Like the, these feelings that just, oh, it's all up in us. You know, especially in this climate that we're in, the political climate that we're in, and just the climate that we're at as a country and culture, so many people are acting out of their feelings. What they feel, they do. They don't think. They don't realize they also have a brain, right? It's like just whatever they feel, they do. Whatever they feel, they say. And as Christ followers, we are not just called to feel stuff and then do stuff. We're called to feel and think and then act, right? So we are going to talk about that today. Before we do, though, I, I want to take a, a time to simply pray. Um, I'm not sure if you guys heard yesterday, though, there was in the Jewish synagogue, many people killed. Just, just an absolute sad time. And I can't imagine being a part of those grieving families and being a part of that synagogue. And, and really, do you know what? Jesus said, love your neighbor. He, he didn't say Christian neighbors. He said, love your neighbor. In other words, love people. And so we want, you know, and scripture also says, mourn with those that are, what, mourning. Right, and, and so we want to simply do that, and we want to pray for our friends and churches up, up there dealing and, and bringing hope there. We just want to simply pause, and we just want to think about and pray for them. Can we, can we do that? Pray, pray with me. Father, we just want to pause right, right now, and, and God, we, we know we live in a crazy, sinful, jacked-up, messed-up world, and God, we know that, is a, that it is a direct result of sin and people not following you. And, and so, Father God, we just pray blessing on them. Father God, we pray that you would bring your comfort. God, you are close to the brokenhearted. And so, Father, we pray that in this tragedy, your spirit and your presence and your peace would be with those affected. God, we, there, there are so many things, God, that we, God, you know, we're asking why, where were you, why did this happen? But, God, I pray we would tr put more trust in your character and in who you are more than in our feelings. And, Father, we ask that somehow through this in your divine wisdom and in your divine hand, you would take this and make it work for our good and for your glory. Father, in Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, amen. I, I, I want to be really candid with you. I was really messed up praying because I looked right here and I see an eagle's helmet. And an eagle's jersey. I don't know who you are, but get out of this church. I don't know who you are. That did this, and why? Because I <laughs> love you, Marty Arnold. Uh, because Jacksonville is playing them right, right, right now. Like the game's actually going on. Funny thing, I lost my phone. I think Jesus knew. Oh, is that it? The Lord provideth. Ask and ye shall provide. I literally could not find my phone nowhere. I think it was God saying, "You ain't checking no scores. You ain't gonna check no scores. You're not gonna take worship time and check scores." He he knows me. Feelings, feelings, man. Joy, anxiety, depression, happiness, sadness, fear, shame. We all have them. We just express them in different ways, don't, don't, don't we? And unfortunately, it seems like as, as a culture, we are not combining thought and rationality and combining it with what we feel. Where it's just like whatever we feel, it just unloads and it just comes out of us and we just don't have any way to control it and really what i find is emotions should not control should not run or control us yet we should not run from them and you have got a tendency you you side on one of these two sides where you are someone that is just an emotional person and you can't help it you you know you say things you feel you're that person you don't like someone you're just going i'm going to tell them it is what it is Say it how I see it, you know, but like you, you, know, you feel something, you do it. There's not a lot of thought, and you just, what you feel, you do, whether it's good or whether it's, it's bad. But then you got those, you're almost scared to feel, where you're numb, where you're happy without feeling. Because you've been hurt, you don't want to feel. 
Because, you know, if you feel, you're going to have to deal with your pain. And you're going to have to deal with that hurt and deal with that shame and deal with that guilt. So I feel like we've got a tendency as people to do one of two things. Feelings rule us or we run from it because we don't want to deal with those feelings that we have that affect the way that we're acting because we're scared. You know, Drake, the, the great theologian Drake, <laughs> he had this, this, this uh, song that he came out with last year called In My Feelings. Kiki, do you love me? You know I was going to say it. This is why I love our tech team. Because they, they, they take what I do in first service and make it a little better in second service. I didn't tell them to do that. That's their own doing. Give it up for, for our incredible tech team and production team that get here at 6.30 a.m. to make sure you have an enjoyable worship experience. So thank you guys. Love you guys so, so much. Um, but... but uh, in my feel, you know, it, it was really, really funny because, like, what I said was this, if, if your kids know more about Kiki than JC, you have a parenting problem, right? It's like somewhere like, JC, who's JC? It's Jesus, just in case, Jesus Christ, in case you didn't know. If, if your kids know more about Kiki than JC, there, there's some parenting issues going on. You don't need to flip. You need to get on some Christian hip-hop instead of all that Drake going on. But at, but at the same time, feelings, man, in my feelings, Drake's talking about there just how in, in his relationships, sometimes you can't get out of his feelings how he feels, but then his feelings change. They're up and down. They're kind of all over the place. He wants to be in his feelings, but then he doesn't. They control him, but then they, they don't. Have you ever heard this terminology, all the feels? All the feels. I got all the feels. And there, I don't think there's really any better place for this, the people feel this, than in the church. Right, where it's like people coming to a church service and they got all the feels and they're feeling the Holy Spirit goosebumps and they're feeling good and God's here and God's present. But then you come in on some on some Sundays and you feel like dry as anything. You're like, where is God? I don't feel him at, at all. Well, you know, the Holy Spirit didn't move today because I didn't feel anything. And then you, then you got some, oh, the Holy Spirit moved it. You know, why? you know why? Because they sang a song you like. People are like, man, I felt God today. It was powerful. The only thing was you sang a song, like the worship team sang a song that you like, right? It's like we are so driven by what we feel that many times we can't get past what we feel into what is truly going on. And we just, we are feelers instead of thinkers. But as Christ followers, we are not called to be run by our feelings and we're not called to run from them. We are called to have this. This has kind of been a brand new terminology recently come out, business world of, it's called EQ, an emotional intelligence, so many people talk about IQ, intelligent quotient, where they, they're knowledgeable, they're smart, they can do math problems. Like, I can't. Like, I hate math. Math can burn. Uh, if you do math, that's why I pay people like you to do it for me. Right? But, you know, you have a lot of people that have incredible IQ, but no emotional intelligence to balance their smartness. They just, they're smart, but they just lash out. Just crazy. But in our culture, I don't think we need more knowledge. We need more emotional intelligence. And let me define for you what this actually is in his book, Emotional Intelligence 2.0, which I would highly encourage you pick this book up. There's so many good stats in there. This guy did incredible research talking about the the importance of having emotional intelligence at your job, in your family. I mean, you'll earn more money. Praise the Lord. You, and I mean, what they saw is after studying, I think it's like 50,000 people, only 36% of people actually have a passing EQ grade. And let me tell you what this actually means, how he defines emotional intelligence. He says, refers to those who have the ability to recognize, everyone say recognize, and understand, everyone say understand, the emotions in themselves and others and possess the ability to use this awareness. Everyone say awareness. Awareness to manage, everyone say manage, behaviors and relationships. So I kind of see an equation here. Put this up here. Where in what we feel, we have to almost go through a process so we can 
sift through our feelings to get through what's actually going on. Recognize, so you got to think, you got to recognize, first off, what am I feeling? Give it a name. Secondly, understand why am I feeling this? Because there's a reason you feel what you do. Some of you have not taken the time to dig deep down to feel like why you feel such a huge sense of rejection. Why you feel such a huge feeling of shame and guilt on your life. That why whenever you try to even experience pleasure, you can't even experience it because you're so locked up in shame and guilt. Like there's a reason, and you need to understand why you feel what you feel, but also not just recognize, understand, learning to manage your emotions before they manage you. Because here's the deal, if we're not careful, emotions will run us when as Christ followers, we're not called to be run by them. They're they're called to submit to us, and we practice self-control over them. So we're called to recognize, understand, manage, and then act. Now, we get this thing totally wrong where we like to act, and then, holy mess, I said something I shouldn't have said. Did something I should have done. And okay, no, well, since I did something bad, let me understand why I did it. And then, okay, let me recognize it. We've got the equation completely backwards. But we need more EQ. So I want to help you today, by God's grace, get some more EQ and then give you some practical tools and tips how to do that all in 20 minutes. Okay. Your life's going to be changed, all right? See, that, that, that is the hard thing here. Where, I mean, honestly, this could be a sermon series. It, it really could. Like, I'm... I'm trying to give you guys as much valuable content and things that I feel like God is telling me to tell, to, to tell you, to help you. But I know when we're dealing with this topic, this is so deep. And some of you have some deep-rooted issues that one sermon isn't going to change it. It might start the process. But my prayer is that even if today doesn't solve all of your problems, that, that, that it will motivate you and push you out to get the help that you so desperately need, but you've been holding back for some odd reason. So here's, here's, the, here's the deal. A couple things about feelings, a couple, op, a couple observations scripturally that we need to say. First off, your feelings and emotions are fallen. So let me explain this to you. This means this, that your feelings and your emotions, when, when Adam and Eve fell, so, at, so Genesis 3, the story of the Bible starts off with God created. And he created man, and he created the world. He created man and female in his, what, image. So let me tell you this. If you are here today and you are alive, you have this stamp and imprint of God himself on you. And some of you today, you don't, you, you don't view yourself as being valuable or having self-worth. And I'm not just telling you, you're a snowflake. You're just, you're just so cool. I'm not telling you that. What I'm saying is you have worth because you are created and made in the very image of the creator God. That you are not God, but you are made in some ways like God in God's, char- in God's character. And that gives you worth that no one, no other thing, no other person can give you. But what do we thirst for so much? We thirst for the approval of finite people. We thirst for the approval of people that are finite, that don't have eternal value, that, that there are people just like you. You know what you need? You need to know you, have, you are made in God's image. And that gives you worth. That gives you intrinsic worth that no one or any other thing can give you. You're made in God's image. So God created the way he created people. He, he gave you a body, a soul, and a spirit. That you, you have this thing, this, this physical body, but then you've got this unseen part of you, your soul, that, that houses your mind, your will, and your what? Emotions. Where you feel things. You see, you see throughout scripture, Jesus was fully human. He felt stuff. God in the Old Testament, he had feelings, happiness, anger, all of these different things. So you're going to have feelings, but you've got to also know you, your feelings are sinful. And I know that's not popular to preach or, or say that. But we have to know when Adam and Eve fell and was imputed to all of people after them that we are born into sin, that we have original sin, that we have to know that our feelings are fallen. And I'm not saying they're not valid, but they're fallen. Because if you feel them, they're real. But at the same time, you have to interpret them and know they're fallen. And what does, what does Jesus call us to ultimately? Jesus came on the scene a couple thousand years ago, and Jesus said this, repent for the kingdom of God is near. 
said repent. Typically, we think repentance is feel sorry for the sins you've done, which that's a part of it. But do you know what that word actually means in Greek language? That, that word repent actually means to rethink. So Jesus said, I am here to help you rethink every area of your life. So following Jesus is basically, who plays poker here? No one. Okay, bad example. Poker, though, I I mean, and and this is the way I explain to people about what it means to go all in with Jesus. I take poker. And I'm like, when you're playing poker and someone says, I'm going all in, what they're saying is they're taking all their chips, the red ones, the blue ones, the green ones, whatever ones they play in the World Series of Poker, I don't know, black, red, and and they say, I'm all in. And what you do whenever you surrender your life to Jesus, what you are saying when you say, I want to follow Jesus, I repent of my sins. But what you're also committing to is saying, God, I'm going all in. Every piece and part of my life, I'm giving, I'm going all in with you. And I need you to help me see and think about every area of my life differently according to what, you, according to what your standard is. So that includes your body. That includes your emotions. That includes your sexuality. That includes your relationships. That includes every bit of piece where basically you say, I am sinful. I need you to help me see things from your viewpoint. Included in that is our emotions. Where we have to say, Jesus, I need you to redeem these things. Because they're fallen. Jesus, I need you to help me with these things. So first, your feelings are fallen. But when we go all in with Jesus, Jesus won't just redeem your, 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 your eternal spirit, he will also redeem your temporary body. And part of that is your emotions. Because your feelings are fallen, you can't trust them. Turn to someone and say, you can't trust them. You can't trust them. You can't trust your feelings. They're valid because you have them, but you cannot always trust them. Because they will not always lead you to do things that are in alignment with God's word. And that's what you've got to really see. You will have feelings that will go counterintuitive to what God's standard and what God's best is. I've had times personally, and I'll just be straight up with you, candid with you, where I wanted to give up on my marriage. Flat out. I love y'all. I'll be real with you. I'll be honest with you. But there have been times where my feelings, what I have felt, have told me explicitly, John, is this worth it? John, you're better than this. John, you could be having so much more fun somewhere else. You could have somebody so much more this and so much more that. And you're, you know, John, you work so hard. You're so amazing. You're so great. You don't deserve this. I'm better. And those are sometimes the feelings that I've had. And I've wanted to act on those feelings. I wanted to see those feelings through. Because, I mean, good Lord, three boys, seven, four, and two, buying diapers, barely, barely, you know, barely making it. Oh, we should be this way in our, in our mid-30s. We should have this kind of house and this kind of cars and taking these kinds of vacations. But no, my wife's got to stay home and watch the kids. And, and you know, you got all these thoughts, you know, she should be doing this and doing that. And I, you know, I just don't understand. And I'm, I'm you know, and it's like, I've got these, these feelings. And if I would have acted on what I felt and I was trying to validate instead of what God's standard and what God's word was, you're going to have times where your feelings and God's standards are at a crossroads. And then you've got to say, who am I going to obey? What am I going to follow? What I'm feeling or what God's standard is. But you've got to understand your feelings are fallen. You can't trust them. And because your feelings are fallen and you can't trust them, your feelings need to be interpreted. You need to interpret it, meaning find the meaning in them. So if you're saying your feelings are fallen, you can't trust them. When you feel something, you have to put it through the filter and vet it through God's word, through God's unchanging word. Your feelings and emotions will change daily. 
They'll change by the minute, by the second, by the hour, by the day, by the week, by the month, by the year. They will change. So because your feelings change all the time, you need an unchangeable source to vet your feelings through. So you can say, is this, my, is this valid or is this, is this me wanting to play God and do what I want to do? And unfortunately, what so many people do is they take their feelings and they interpret God's word through their feelings instead of taking their feelings and interpreting it through God's word. I'm going to say that one more time. So many people interpret their, take their, take God's word and interpret it through their feelings instead of taking their feelings and interpret it through God's word. And I've heard people say, well, God told me. He loves me. And it's good. It's all good. And what God is supposedly whispering to them is totally against what God said clearly in his word. I'm like, I don't know what God you was whispering to you. I don't know what God's telling you that. But let me tell you, you know what? The, the devil shows himself as an angel of light. He's going to bait the hook with whatever he can do. He'll use your emotions against you to do whatever he's got to do to get you to disobey God because that's his ultimate desire is for you is to steal from you, kill from you, and destroy you. So your feelings, they're fallen. They can't be trusted. They need to be interpreted. And then what you're going to have to ultimately do as a follower of Christ is learn to make decisions based on principles instead of feelings, instead of decisions based on feelings. You have to make decisions based on principles instead of decisions based on feelings. Because I don't know if you've known this, but as you follow Christ, you're not always going to feel it. I mean, I can't tell you how many seasons that I've gone through as a Christ follower where I have said, God, where are you? You ever been there? Like, God, where in the heck are you? Do you care? You here? You see what I'm walking through? You see what I'm feeling? And in so easy to get in that mode God's left me but see that feeling of God has left me where is God goes against what God's word says it says he will never leave us nor forsake us so we've got to stay that feeling of God's left me he's abandoned me he's not with me we need to take that and then interpret it and filter it through the truth and the unchangeable nature of God's word and be like okay what I'm feeling is valid because I'm feeling it but it's lying to me because it's in contradiction to what God's word says and some of you are, you are putting your feelings above Scripture. And because you're building your life on a lie, then no wonder you have a shaky foundation and you can't control your feelings. Because what God ultimately wants is a people that are not controlled by what they feel. Because I'm telling you, have you ever had a love for somebody that all it is is based on how they, like, it's just up and down and up and down. It's this huge roller coaster ride, which is typically most marriages in the first 10 years. I like you. I don't like you. I love you. I hate you. You're awesome. Get away from me. You know, oh, I want to be with you. Now, just I, I want to divorce you, right? It's like so up and down. And many times that's based on how that person's treating you, whether they're meeting the needs that you have. But let me tell you this. If your marriage is just based on what that person does for you or doesn't do for you, then I'm telling you, you will be up and down and eventually you'll give up. And in the same way, if your walk with God is completely built on your feelings instead of your faith in God's character and in God's nature, you will eventually give up because your feelings will go up and down. That's why you need something solid and secure. And that's what God's word is in this unchangeable world, in this changeable world, in your feelings where they change every day. You need an unshakable and an unmovable force, and that is God's word, and that is God's character. So some of you, 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 you need to get your faith off of what you feel and get it on to what God's word tells you. You know, have you ever heard this term, adulting? So hilarious to me. I, lo I love you people in your 20s, young to mid-20s. It just cracked me up where they will post a picture of themselves working. Like literally doing their job. Like literally doing what they get paid to do. Like what their employer cuts them a check for. And they'll put a picture that, that it'll, and they'll say, adulting. Hashtag adulting. 
And basically what they're saying is, is they're saying, I would rather be on a beach sipping a, doc, a, a, a virgin dockery. <laughs> sipping a virgin dockery, sitting under a big umbrella, doing nothing, and just having fun. That's what I feel like doing. But I'm not going to do what I feel like doing because I know if I, feel, if I do what I feel like doing with my job, they will feel like doing what they feel like doing, and that is firing me. Because you can't live your life with your job based on just doing whatever you want to do because there comes a point where you've got to adult and get up and show up on time and do a good job and make the company money and make sure you're doing what you should do. I think we need more Christians adulting. We need some Christians to start adulting. We are so in our feelings. I agree with you, Drake. I agree we're in our feelings too much, and that's why many of our faiths are so sterile. It's so, so shakable because you're building your faith on what you feel instead of God's principles and God's character and who God is, and you're making decisions based on something that is shakeable and that will always change, and that's your feelings. We need some more Christians to adult. We need some more Christ followers to raise their EQ. Many not their IQ, but they need to get their EQ raised up. Now, here's the thing. This is complicated. Like I said, this is a sermon series. It's, it's 1128. Holy smokes. Like, there's so much more that I could, should, and want to, to say here. But I'm, 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 I'm going to give you one quick practical tool, Okay. I, don't, I just don't want to just throw stuff out there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a practical tool. Now, look, I'm not uh, a doctor. So there, I know there are things about this, you know, anxiety and feelings and stuff like that that I don't know because I am not a doctor. So I don't want to speak on the physical part of, of this problem where some of you, like, you need to make a prayerful decision to seek medical help and to get assistance to calm the, the anxiety that you have. And I'm not bashing that. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that, but that should prayerfully be done. Because just know whatever you get on, you could become dependent on. And, you know, and, and so it's something you want to walk through, graciously walk through and pray through. But, I, you know, here's, here's the thing. Not just dealing with the physical aspect of it, dealing with the spiritual aspect of it is where I want to dive into today. Since that's kind of the world that I'm kind of like living in is, is kind of the whole spiritual part of it. And really, I believe many of us, many of you here, you have a spiritual anxiety or you have an anxiety that isn't rooted in a physical issue. It's rooted in a spiritual issue. And so I want to talk about what I believe is, is, is the root of anxiety and fear in many of our emotional issues. I want to talk about the root that produces the fruit of anxiety and fear and all these emotions that cripple us. 1 Peter 5, and, I, and I'll have the keyboard come up, whoever that is, Leanne Clark. You know, I would always joke, Mike Knapps, stand up Mike. You know, I would always bring him up here, and Mike was single. Mike was the single guy. I'd be like, Mike, come up here and play. And then I'd be like, Mike's single. He's got a job, and he loves Jesus. Two good things. Two good things, ladies. You want a solid biblical dude? Mike should be Well, Mike's dating Leanne now. So... You go, Mike. But then with that, so I'm like, yo, who can I pick on now? Like, who can I try to hook up? Who, who can I play? Because, hey, man, I'm like, yo, we could do this right, right now, Leanne and Mike. We could have a wedding right now. I'm ready. We'll take an offering for that ring. We'll take an offering for that ring. We'll hook you up, man. We are all about cleaving, baby. Let's get together. What God has joined together, let no man or woman separate. Right? So now, I'm like, who on the band is single that I can call out? And it's Jacob. Stand, stand up, Jacob. That's right, Jacob's single. It's a solid fella. So if y'all know a single, single female, over 18, that loves Jesus and has a calling, does, does you have a job? I'm not sure. Do you have a job? Lifeguard and teach swim lessons. Okay, all right, he's got, okay. He takes his shirt off. Okay, he must be secure, you know. Just kidding, dude. All right, we need to get back here. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't got much time. 
Feelings. All in my feelings, Drake. All right. First off, anxiety defined is a distress or uneasiness of mind caused by fear of danger or misfortune. How many of you feel that today? We live in a world, man, that is just throwing fear down your throat. I mean, throwing it down your throat. You can't scroll through Facebook, get on news where you're just not scared for every piece of your piece, every piece of your life. Your kids, who's going to abduct them? They're going to get a sickness. You know, if they go into Fort Monroe's Beach or they go into Huntington Beach, they're going to get some life-altering illness, and it's going to be crazy bad. You get on on Facebook, you see what's going on in Pittsburgh. Is it even safe to come to church? Look, guys, we we have a great safety team here. Every single week, we have we have got men that are that that are stationed around our church to kind of like help. Um, in case something in case something like that happens here, one thing we say is we're people of faith, but people of preparation. Where we're going to pray against something like that ever happening in the 757 in in any church, but at the same time we're going to be prepared in case it does happen, because we want to be people of faith and preparation. But we just live in a culture, man, where it's like thinking about your kids. Are you going to have enough money? You're going to have enough food? You're going to have enough in retirement? Are, are you going to be able to send your kids to college? Are they going to be able to graduate school? I mean, are, is, 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 do you just see this? Like the weight of our world. It just feels like we, I mean, we're the most blessed nation like as far as stuff in the whole world, yet I feel like the blessing is turning into a curse because it just gives us more to worry about. How can we be so blessed yet so anxious and worried? First Peter 5, 6, 6 through 9 says this. Humble yourselves. Everyone say humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith. Because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. Now, I find it odd that smushed in between God saying, humble yourself under under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up. Sandwiched in between that and when Peter says here, you got an enemy, the devil, who's going around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour, to eat, to take out, is this little command that Paul gives to cast your anxiety on him, meaning Jesus. Why? Because he cares for you. And I believe we can we can see here a little a little equation here that that suits into the root of why many of us have so much anxiety. And when Paul, when Peter says here, humble yourself. Do you know what the opposite of humbleness is? It's pride. And what I think Paul is calling him here, he's he's saying, y'all look. The reason and root of your anxiety is your pride. And let me tell you what pride is. We just think of pride being like, but you know what pride is ultimately is you want to be in control of your life. Ultimately, what pride is, you want to be the boss. What pride is, you want to be the you want to be the one in charge. You want to be the one calling the shots. You want to be the one that says what goes and when it goes and how it goes. You want to be in control. And the root of many of your, of y'all's anxiety is the fact that if you're trying to control things in your life that you were never called nor equipped to control. You're trying to control the safety of your life. You're trying to control the, the financial well-being of your life. You're trying to control the relational well-being of your life. You're trying to control everything and what you're doing in that control is you have a weight on your shoulders that you were never meant to carry because you're trying to be God. And do you know what anxiety does? Anxiety weighs you down. It literally feels like you, you're trying to squat and you've got a weight you can't get back up. And you're just down here and you're like, yo, I don't know what's going on. Like, I need help. Like, it pushes you down. It's that weight. And what I'm saying and what, what Peter says here is humble yourself under God's mighty hand so he may lift you up. So do you know what you need to do to be lifted up? You need to cast the burden that you put on yourself that you were never called or equipped to carry anyway and cast it on God. Why? Because he cares. 
Do you believe in the core of your being and existence that God cares for you? St. Augustine said the most important thing about your relationship with God is what you think about him. What comes to your mind whenever you think of God? And my hope and my prayer is, is that you would know today that he cares for you. Some of y'all, y'all know that here. But you need to know that here. He cares for you. I say, John, well, how do I know he cares for me? Everything that I want to see happen isn't happening. That's your issue. Because you're trying to call the shots. You're trying to tell God how to do his job. You were never called to do that. You know what you were called to do? You were called to humble yourself and cast. Humble yourself and cast. And I believe that many of you today, you have a spiritual anxiety that is a direct root of your pride that shows the fruit of your anxiety. And it's a trust issue. Deep down at the root of it, at the core of it, it is not a physical issue. It is not that really that that you need pills, and but I'm not saying that that's not bad. I'm, I'm not saying that, like I said, that's a prayerful decision that, that you need to get counsel on and you need to pray through. And if that's the choice that you go forward with, there is no judgment. We celebrate what God, how God has used medicine to help people cope and to help people heal. We are grateful and thankful for that. And we don't put that down at all. But for those of you that it, it is a spiritual weight, it's a spiritual anxiety that you feel, the remedy for you is to humble yourself. You ain't God. Quit trying to play God and cast it. Is that all you got, John? Yep. But you don't need more stuff. You just, you just, you just, you just needed a reminder today. You know, back Easter Eve, I'm going to share with you. So Easter Eve of last year, so I think Easter of, actually last year. No, that's this year. Jesus, help me. So Easter Eve, was like, I think Easter was on March 31st this year. March 30th, on Saturday night, you know, Easter for churches is like the Super Bowl. It's like Super Bowl Sunday. You're like, yeah, everyone that comes here. All at one time, because some of y'all, y'all come once a month, twice a month maybe, you know, you like, you know, but the great thing about Easter is that on that day, many people are like, all right, Jesus rose from the dead, I'll go to church. Uh, <laughs> but on that day, you know, so it's like, it's like the Super Bowl, man. So, you know, me, I, I was thinking about it, and I was like, man, I want to hit a message out the park. I want to hit a home run. And the weeks I'm prepping and prepping, and I ain't getting nothing. And, you know, and it's like Thursday, and I'm like, I ain't got an outline. I don't got a manuscript. Like, I, I got an, sort of an idea, but I ain't got nothing. And I'm pushing, and I'm pushing. Like, Krista, I, I need time, baby. Like, I need time. You go on that Easter egg hunt by yourself. I, I need to think through this and pray through, through this. And, da, da, da. and we come up to Easter Eve, midnight, and I ain't got nothing to say. Literally. And I'm thinking, what kind of pastor am I? Midnight, nothing to say on Easter Eve. You're pathetic. You are, what kind of pastor are you? How's God going to use someone like you? For the biggest day of the year, you can't even find something to say. And honestly, you can ask, Kristen, I felt like I was under a spiritual attack. Voices in my head, like just condemnation, guilt, shame, just, I mean, and I couldn't stop it. It was overflowing. I just said, I'm just going to go to bed. And if I get up tomorrow and I just, whatever happens, happens, God. Like, I, I can't do it. So I, I went to sleep, got about four hours sleep, woke up. And I just felt the Holy Spirit speak to me so clearly. He was like, get your hands off of what's mine. He's like, John, I could use a dog. I could get a dog up here and bark the gospel. <laughs> I don't need you. You, you ain't that important. I know you're trying to put the weight on you. Like, ooh, maybe something to sell. Change some. John, I don't, I, don't, I don't need you. You're trying to carry a weight you were, you were never meant to carry. You're trying to carry a weight that only I was called to carry. So, John, throw it off. Throw it off. The weight of the church isn't on you. You're called to love the church. You're called to serve the church. You're not called to carry the church. 
That's his job. And I found when, when I, my focus got on somewhere else and I threw off the weight of trying to carry a weight that I wasn't called to carry, I felt like there was a breath of fresh air in my soul when clarity came. Because I, I cast it off control. I cast it off wanting to be the main. It's like, I'm not that important. And I believe some of y'all today, you, you need to do that. You got a situation with somebody. You got a situation with something that is weighing you down and is keeping you up at night, is making you anxious, is, is making you worry, is making you... I mean, who knows what you are feeling, but I believe the spiritual root of that is pride and the fruit is coming out is anxiety and fear. And today you don't need to be nice with it. You need to cast it and say, God, I'm done with it. I'm trying to control what only you can control. And I wanna take your yoke and your burden, which you say your burden is easy and your burden is light. And some of y'all today, by the power of the Holy Spirit, he's gonna undo that yoke that you feel on you that you've been carrying. Why? Because you're gonna cast it. You're going to cast it today. You're going to throw it off. Stop trying to control what you can't control and what only God can. Give it to him. Why? Because he cares for you. I believe some of you here today, you need to be reminded God cares for you. He loves you. He's with you. He's for you. And you know what? Some of you, your situations will not change, but you'll change. Some of y'all want the situation to change. God, change my circumstance. God's like, change you. You're the one that needs to change. Because when you change, your, your perspective and your situation changes. Stand up, fam. We're gonna pray. We gotta hurry. Many times our anxiety is simply a lack of trust. It's a trust issue. What do you need to cast today? What do you need to cast today? What do you need to throw off? What do you need to get off of your plate and put onto God's plate? Why? Because you it's it's a it's the responsibility that you are trying to carry, you don't get paid enough to carry. <laughs> like you're trying to do a job that's so far beyond you. You are, like God gets paid enough to do that job. God gets paid enough to control. God gets paid enough to do that. Like quit trying to do a job you were never meant to do. Your job is to humble yourself and to cast. His job is to be in control and care for you. Now, this casting isn't just a Sunday thing. Okay, Jesus, I'm going to cast it to you. It's going to be all good the rest of my life. Now, you know what it is? It's a cast today, and then on Monday, and then on Tuesday, and then on Wednesday, and then on Thursday, and then on Friday. It's going to be a continual casting where you're going to create a new habit. Instead of being ruled by your feelings, you're going to be ruled by God's truth. And God's truth says for you to cast. So this isn't just a right now thing that we're going to take a step of faith and cast, it's going to be a, this is going to be a new habit for you that by God's grace, you're going to see implemented in your life so you won't be ruled and bared down by anxiety, but you will now be lifted up from God's hand because he cares for you. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. God, we just love you. Thank you for today. Thank you for your goodness and grace. Thank you, God. You tell us how to get ready to handle our feelings, that we shouldn't be run by them, but we shouldn't run from them that we need our EQ raised. We need to recognize, understand, manage, and act instead of acting and then trying to understand. I pray for God's people here today, God, that you would help us to dive into, look at, do the hard work of understanding why we feel what, what we feel and not being afraid to reach out and get the necessary help, whether spiritually or physically, that we need so we can be ruled not by our feelings, but we can rule them and we can act our way into feeling instead of feeling our way into acting. God, we need to live by principles, not feelings. So I pray for your people today, that you'd start the work today of getting them ready to handle those feelings that sometimes conflict with God's word and that they would put their trust, they would know their feelings are fallen. They would know they can't trust them, that they need to be interpreted and vetted and then compared with God's word and that they would by faith choose faith over their feelings. And through that, God, they would know you care for them, you're with them and that they would cast. Right now, just quickly, with every head bowed, every eye closed, you know, maybe the first thing you need to cast today is your life. You're not a follower of Christ. You've maybe heard about God, been to church a couple times, but today, the first thing you need to cast before you cast a situation or something like that, you need to cast your life, and you need to humble yourself before God and say, God, I surrender not just the situation to you, I surrender my life to you. 
every head bowed, every eye closed, if that is you and you say, John, I want to give my life to God. I'm, I'm, I want to surrender all to him. I want to draw a line in the sand and say, I'm on God's team because of what Jesus did on the cross in your place and for your sin. There's a way for you to get to God because of what Jesus did. And like I talked about earlier, going all in. That's what this moment is. If you want to go all in with Jesus, all I want you to do is simply say this. If you can just say this inside of your heart right now, God, I give you my life. Pray that right, right, right now inside of your heart, under your breath, whatever. And say, God, I give you my heart. I give you my life. Forgive me of my sin. Renew me. Fill me afresh. I want to live my life for you. I'm tired of doing my own thing. I need to be renewed today. So God, I receive you. I believe if you prayed that prayer, God hears you, God sees you, he answers you. And I believe if you prayed that prayer with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, no matter, you know, it wasn't public, you didn't say it out loud, but you said it in your heart, God sees that. I believe that God hears and he'll respond and make you new today. If you did say that, we wanna celebrate with you. If you did make that choice today, we want to celebrate that with you because that's why this church exists is to help people experience life change through Christ. So look, right afterwards, would you tell some, somebody about the choice that you made today? Right after service, next steps booth right outside, would you just stop by there and just tell somebody, I made a decision today to follow Christ. We wanna celebrate with you. We wanna give you a few different resources to help you on this brand new journey of uh, following Christ. Please do that. But secondly, what do you need to cast today? What situation, what thing? causes anxiety and wears you down. Maybe it's a family uh, a family situation. You have a child that is just lost and broken and it's breaking your heart and you've tried to control. Maybe it is a financial situation where you've tried to control, you've done all, all you can and you just feel worn out, weighed down and beaten up. You need to cast it today. Whatever is feeling, whatever's holding you down, whatever it is you're being anxious over, we're gonna sing right now. We're gonna sing and while we sing, I, want, I don't care if you gotta throw your arm, I don't care if you gotta hit you. Hit your next door neighbor, like fling it, cast it, get rid of it, throw it on him because he cares for you. And I'm believing by faith, supernaturally, that there's gonna be a weight lifted off of your heart. There's gonna be a weight lifted off of your shoulders. There's gonna be a weight lifted off of your very existence. And you're gonna walk out today with boldness and confidence, knowing who you are in Christ and knowing who God is. Amen? Amen. We're gonna sing. As we sing, I want you to start casting. Give it, give it to him because he cares for you. Thank you again for joining us on the Lifehouse Newport News Podcast. If you're ever in the Hampton Roads area, we'd love for you to join us at one of our live worship experiences at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. at the Regal Kill Creek Movie Theaters. Until then, feel free to check us out at www.theaterchurchnn.com or on any social media platform. Thank you so much and God bless.